Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey podcast, where we share how functional core rehab can actually change your life. We share the stories of clients and professionals who have done Tummy Team programs, and we share so much more than that. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm passionate about helping people find profound healing beyond the physical healing, but also emotional healing to be strong and pain-free for the life they were meant to live. everybody. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. And this is Kelly Dean. I am physical therapist and owner of the Tummy Team. And we're going to do a podcast on something a little bit personal today. It's going to be about sex, trauma, and intimacy and how all that's connected. And we've been talking quite a bit about how trauma and traumatic events can affect your rehab process and can affect how you are connecting to your body and using your body the way it was designed. And there's a reason because our body responds to trauma in a very protective way. And that protective way sometimes shuts down some of the systems that help it affect it effectively function in other ways. So um, I thought that we've talked a lot about um, a lot of different things in how trauma affects the core and the pelvic floor. And one of the things that we work with with clients at the Tummy Team is pain with intimacy and specifically kind of ongoing cyclical pain that they seem like it's getting worse or they're frustrated and it didn't used to be this way or it's always been this way, something along those lines. And I first want to say that I am the first to tell you that the pelvic floor is kind of complicated. There are a lot of things going on, a lot of muscles, a lot of structures, and there can be several different factors involved. And I don't want to mislead anybody to say that the stuff we talk about today is the only thing that's going on. However, what we talk about today is overlooked and underappreciated by the medical community and even, I think, by the pelvic floor physical therapy community. Um, And you'll understand why as we kind of go through some things. So this is one approach or one thing that may be um, a factor in what's going on if you're having pain with intimacy. And even if you don't think that you have a past trauma, we're going to talk about what that might look like. Um, So I do work with clients in this. We have it in our Floor of Your Core course. We have information about pain with intimacy in all of our pelvic floor work. I also work with clients one-on-one on e-sessions and their partners and just problem solving. And this is personal. It's personal to each individual person and couple. Um, But it's important. I think intimacy is the thing that draws you and your partner together. And uh, it's part of, it can be a part of your identity, how you express yourself that way. And pain in this area can feel very, um, it can affect you in a lot of different ways and can affect your relationship in a lot of different ways. 
and your ability to trust your body. And so I think it's an important thing to talk about. And I'm going to talk about it as respectfully as I can. Okay. So first, I want to talk a little bit about understanding the muscles of the pelvic floor. It's and kind of the structures down there and the tissues of the the vaginal canal specifically. And we're not going to go into the nitty gritty of all the different muscles because there's a lot of muscles to be to be clear. I want you to realize it's actually more than a series of muscles and structures. And sometimes when you go to um, get support, get help, pelvic floor therapy, you know, it is checking all these muscles and how muscles are working and how tissues are responding. Um, But what I want you to think about is that these tissues in this area of your body are very vulnerable. They're um, highly vascularized, which means a lot of blood flow and a lot of nerve innervation in these tissues. The tissues are, are, are layers of tissues and they're in a very protected place. It's a very private kind of sacred area of your body. And, you know, think about the skin on like your heel and the skin on your fingertips versus the skin on like the part, you know, your elbow, like crease, you know, or behind your knee or vulnerable skin versus skin that gets a lot of wear and tear. It's a little bit, you know, a little bit harder and thicker and tissues that are more protective, like in your armpit and in your elbow crease behind your knee are a little bit thinner, a little bit less, um, protected. So then think about the tissues up inside your vaginal canal, how protected they are from so many things, right? From contact and and how they're vulnerable. They're, they're tender tissues, yet they have the capacity to stretch and to um, change and to have, you know, blood flow that, that kind of moves into that area and allows for a baby to pass through that vaginal canal and allows for intimacy to happen. Um, So there is a lot of elasticity to these tissues and there's a lot of influence from our hormonal cycle and our hormones. So blood flow is really key to how these muscles respond specifically with intimacy. Swelling of the tissues stimulates mucous membranes in the vaginal canal. Um, Blood flow, increased blood flow into that area causes what they call vasocongestion, which kind of swells up the walls of the vaginal canal, secretes mucus, and kind of allows for more comfort when something is inserted or goes through the vaginal canal. So certain times in our hormonal cycle, the blood flow um, and the mucous membranes are more receptive. And usually around ovulation, the way the hormones work in our body, there's a lot of extra um, blood flow in the area and it's a lot more responsive. Um, Whereas kind of when you're nursing, Um, you have decreased blood flow in the area. Your hormones are prioritizing blood flow and and extra fluid going to your um, mammary mammary glands, right? Like breast milk is getting the priority um, over 
your mucous membranes. So there's certain times that you might have less mucous membranes working for you and a less um, lubrication than other times and less blood flow in that area. So that's just something to understand. Like there's certain times in your life that you may have to under, you may have to supplement the lubrication in that area. You may be aware that it's going to take more time. Your body's not going to be as responsive. Um, and this happens as we age um, with menopause, but it also happens kind of just in different times of your monthly cycle. So when you have some kind of trauma to the pelvic floor, the pelvic area, anything that you can connect pain to that area. So our first instinct is to think about sexual trauma. Unfortunately, it's so prevalent in our culture and um, in a lot of the history of the women that we work with that there's some past maybe sexual abuse or rape or just a a painful sexual experience. So that is one form of trauma to the pelvic floor, and it's important to, to acknowledge that. But there are other forms of trauma that you might not have thought about. Um, sometimes kids that have experienced um, a lot of UTIs, um, urinary tract infections when they were little, um, or had any kind of bladder infection or had any kind of surgery to the urethra or kidney stone, um, or even if it's more IBS in intestinal um, trauma that's related to hemorrhoids or constipation or pain when they're having a bowel movement or pain when they're having to pee, anything like that can also trigger a pain re- reaction, a pain response um, in that area. Then we have things related to fertility. If you had to have a lot of fertility treatments or procedures or had to uh, experience treatment for endometriosis or any kind of HPV treatments, anything where you were in a vulnerable position in the tissues of your vaginal canal, your cervix, or anywhere around your perineum was exposed and maybe traumatized by just a surgical or medical procedure. Like I said, these are very vulnerable, intimate tissues and it can be very difficult to have those exposed and have something happen. And then there's birth trauma, right? There's the um, the trauma of a, a baby coming out of the vaginal canal where maybe there were some tears to the vaginal wall or um, even if it didn't tear, there was a lot of stretching or there were some scary moments during the birth where your body um, internalized a lot of fear related to your pelvic floor. Um, even, you know, um, I had my first delivery was a C-section and even though I did not deliver vaginally, um, I had a very difficult time progressing in labor with that pregnancy and some of the, um, the, the amount of Pitocin I had and some of the, the cervical checks while I was experiencing intense contractions from the Pitocin caused a lot of trauma to my vaginal canal. Um, And so like sometimes there's things that are happening. There could be scar tissue. There could be um, just fear connected to contact with that area of your body. So even though you may want to have a different experience in intimacy, that 
um, experience is overshadowed by a pain cycle or a tr- past tra- traumatic experience, that your body is reacting with muscle memory. Your body is acting at a muscle guard or to tense up or to protect you in some way from repeating that kind of pain. And so you can imagine if you then try to have intercourse or try to have a sexual experience and your instinct is, okay, well, it's going to hurt the first time, so let's just power through it. What that's telling your body is that you're not respecting the boundary of pain and you're going to cause more pain anyway. And um, I understand that desire to just like, okay, let's just grin and bear it for the first couple times and hope it gets better. Sometimes that works, but more often than not, that actually makes the situation worse. So the pain cycle in any area, but we're going to talk specifically about intimacy. The pain cycle may look like you something traumatic happened to your perineum or your perineal area and your body tensed up, um, braced for impact, kind of shut down a little bit. And what happens in that kind of fight or flight um, reaction is blood flow is drawn away from that area of your body and drawn into your heart rate, you know, um, increasing your heart rate, increasing um, your respiratory kind of your, your stress reaction. And so blood flow is kind of pulled away from those core tissues, those internal deep tissues. And um, your body increases muscle tension and guarding, um, which, which actually makes it more painful for something to insert into your vaginal canal. And so once, if you, if you tense up and the blood flow decreases and then you tense up and the blood flow decreases, you can see how we're in a cycle. So one of the things that we need to do is to break that cycle And that often means the the treatment that we look at for you is desensitizing and resensitizing those tissues. So we want to decrease the overreaction that is happening, which is a valid overreaction um, that's happening where your body is anticipating pain and preparing for pain and protecting as if pain is coming. And so we want to desensitize that and normalize, okay, not all touch and not all contact is going to elicit pain. So we want to desensitize, desensitize, I can get it out, um, by normalizing your reaction to gentle, non-invasive touch to the area. And, and what this helps you do is allows yourself to feel touch in that area that's not related to intimacy, that's not overclinical, that's just nurturing and helping blood flow to get to the area, helping you calm your nervous system down, helping you increase blood flow to that area in a way that's very calm and nurturing so that your body starts to normalize its response to gentle um, touch. 
And then we work on resensitizing the area, which means increasing blood flow to the area, increasing the mucous membrane production in a way that feels safe and um, helps that those tissues to engorge with blood flow again. So what we sometimes in our weird over-sexualized culture think that sexual pleasure comes from a tight vaginal canal, that that's going to feel better to your partner and that's going to feel better to you if everything is is tight. And so we think, oh, I need to do a lot, like things don't, I can't feel anything down there or what I feel is painful. I need to do more kegels to tighten up and strengthen those walls. And that's not necessarily true because um, a small hole with a large um, insertion is not going to feel great because it's going to overstretch and traumatize those tissues. What really needs to happen is increase blood flow and increased swelling to the area that that allows for a softer insertion and allows for um, increased mucous membrane to allow for lubrication in the movement, you know, with intimacy. So kegels are not the answer. What we want to do is have healthy blood flow to that area that's not related to a trauma response. So the treatment that we work with clients on is something that we teach um, you to do for yourself. And then when appropriate, we teach you what what how your partner would also help you in that process. Um, and you need to have a safe relationship with your partner. But in our experience, a lot of times um, the husband or the partner really wants it not to be painful for you right? Wants it to not be painful. And so this is something they can do to help. And this isn't something that we, um, we do for you. It's something we teach you and it has a really high success rate. It's a gradual process to retrain your body's response. Um, it's intimate and personal, but it's important. And so, you know, one of the things that we teach you is um, really like taking um, intercourse off the table for the process of retraining these muscles. Because if your body is thinking this is some form of, uh, you know, some some form of foreplay that is going to lead to intimacy. There is a part of your body that is going to be anticipating pain and tensing up. But if you kind of separate the two for a time so that you can retrain your body's response to touch and to blood flow and to movement, to some massage to those tissues and some movement in those tissues so that your body starts to normalize what's going on in there and doesn't have that pain reaction, it can make a world of difference. So one of the reasons that I felt like doing this podcast, I'm not going to go step-by-step into the technique because that's, that's for an individual session. But I think one of the things that's important for you to know is that there is support and is help out there and it may look different than what you think. And trauma is your body's, or trauma responses 
are your body's survival techniques, okay? Your body didn't break. It's not broken. There's not like something necessarily wrong with you. If you think differently and think, okay, my body is trying to protect me because it has experienced pain in this area in the past, and it is now thinking that pain is going to happen every time anything touches this area. If you can think in those terms, you can kind of realize, oh, I understand what's happening. How can I nurture these tissues? How can I retrain that response to it not being a pain cycle response? And that is the goal, okay? Not powering through it, not shutting down, and not totally disconnecting from it. It is emotional at first. And sometimes when, like I've said before, sometimes the first time you connect to a part of your body that you have been disconnected from, you have a, an extreme emotional response. And that extreme emotional response is returning to the muscle memory of the last time that you felt that area before you disconnected. And if that was some traumatic medical procedure or the loss of a baby or an abortion or rape or some sexual abuse or some traumatic birth experience or just repetitive pain with intimacy, then that's what you're going to feel. And I encourage you to not shut that down, but to walk through that journey and feel it, understand it, acknowledge it, respect what your body has been through, honor what your body has survived, and then come in with new resources to nurture and to heal and to repair those tissues. Okay. So if you're thinking, gosh, this is uh, probably something I need to do or something that I think would be important for a dear friend of mine or um, anything like that, I encourage you to share this podcast. I know it's vulnerable, but you can just say, you know, I heard this podcast and it might be valuable to you. Um, and then we do, there's a couple ways you can work with us at the tummy team in this area. So you can do one-on-one e-sessions, um, with me where I can walk you through this. Um, we also, um, are releasing our nurturing core, um, trauma recovery course, which the nurturing core actually addresses core and pelvic floor trauma. And I think that's the first place for people to start. And then we also have our Floor of Your Core program. I feel like if um, this is just kind of a standalone issue, that this is intimacy, I don't really have a lot of other pelvic floor problems, I um, just want to deal with this, then probably the e-session would be the way to go. If this is related to some other significant trauma you've experienced, then I would say let's go through the Nurturing Core um, program first. Um, obviously, you could do e-sessions instead if you'd prefer that. Um, but the Nurturing Core it gives you a lot of resources that you can um, deal with a lot of different ways that your body has responded to trauma and walks you in a really beautiful path through that. And doing that before you go into the floor of your core. Because I think a lot of times we think, oh, I just want to fix this with some exercises. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to kind of go through all the emotions. You can try that. But our experience is people get stuck and have to pedal back and start, start not start over, but have to kind of take a detour and do this work and then come back. 
And that's why we that's why we talk about this stuff. It's important and we have resources for you. So you're not alone. And, um, you know, understanding what's, how your body is reacting and why it's reacting that way and how to help it react differently is important. So we would love to work with you. You can check out more. We're going to put some stuff in our resources, in our notes, podcast notes for you to look at. And um, obviously you can also reach out to me. We do 15 minute free consults if you want to just do a phone call with me and talk about your specific situation, we would be happy to do that as well. Okay. All right, guys, check out more about what we do at the tummy team.com. And um, thank you so much for listening today. All right. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us today at the tummy team journey podcast to hear more inspiring stories, subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to get more information, check out all that we do at the tummy We would love to help you be strong for the life you were meant to live. Oh, 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 oh